Hello, and welcome back to How We Roll Podcast Does Curse of Strahd. My name is Joe Trier, and I am your DM tonight as we start Season 4. We are entering the end game, and I am very, very excited to see where this goes tonight. Um, we're going to do a few very, very quick introductions. Uh, we're going to do a bit of a recap, and then we're going to jump straight into the story where we left off a few weeks ago. So, uh, Owen, welcome back to the show. It has been a, a horribly long time since we've uh, played D&D with you. How are you doing? And uh, tell us a bit about who your character is, and where your character is. I'm good. I was going to raise uh, objections about the quick introduction. I kind of milk this. It's, I might get another one for a while. <laughs> um, my character is Safadine Torngage, the arcane trickster rogue, currently level 8. He's a halfling. And I am flying to Kresk, looking for my buddies, hoping that they're going there, because that's where I was expecting them to go after we last parted ways. Yeah, I think so. We uh, we last saw you and Bron, played by uh, the amazing gnome, just outside Castle Ravenloft. I think we've discussed a bit outside the podcast, so um, gnome's character is going to veer off towards the Wizard of Wines to find out what happened to his family, whereas Saf has decided to continue west to try and find his buddies, and we'll pick up with you at some point in the near future. Knowing the players on this podcast, it's probably going to be in about two see or three weeks. Two months, but... <laughs> we'll see how it goes uh let's move on to niall niall welcome back to the show how you doing hey i'm doing good i am niall and i am playing voron lr a once again high elf wizard uh, at level eight also and i'm very very excited about this <laughs> and can we just for any listeners at home can you just remind us where we left off with your character so i had just been uh, basically resurrected as a high elf after fighting a demon of sorts i guess uh, and uh, I'm still in this town of Kresk, near the crater of where Strad ripped apart this horrible, horrible monstrosity. So um, I'm about to hightail it out of there, basically. Fantastic. And your companion, uh, your boon companion, Aaron. Aaron, welcome back to the show. How are you doing? And where's your character? Hey, Joe. How's it going? It's good to see you. <laughs> I'm doing fine. Great to see you again, Aaron. <laughs> I am going to be playing Sulfarax, the Dragonborn Paladin. And uh, can you just remind us a little bit about what happened to your character in the last episode? Hmm, yes. It's all ended up in rather a messy affair, where I believe I had just finished a fight with the, the big baddie, the big monster, who was going to put rather sticky ends to myself and uh, Voron, so now I'm rezzing with my friend and back at the scene of the uh, of the fight from the uh, end of season three. Nice, nice. And, and our now antagonist, <laughs> let's start off with Dave. Dave, welcome back to the show. How are you doing? Hi, I'm all right. Um, tonight I'm playing uh, Jax, the tabaxi fighter. Um, don't know we'll have to see how things go this evening i have a feeling some madness will ensue do you just remind us what exactly what happened to jacks in the last episode well as i remember it um i was taken to dinner with uh vlad himself and of course he made quite an impression as a high high and mighty noble lord and if and my companion my dinner companion was grayson uh, while I feel that Grayson has somewhat misled my character, we will have to see how that plays out later on if he decides to continue steering me wrong or whether he, uh, you know, lays it on the level. Oh, and of course, we had agreed to go 
hunt down all the other players and either bring them in dead or alive and steal everything they had taken so far. A little bit of something about necrophilia there as well, with uh, Strahd's wanting his, his uh, quote-unquote true loves dead or alive. Amazing. And our last player tonight. Welcome back to the show, Aram. Hey, my name is Aram, also known as The Talent, and I'm playing Grayson. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, can you tell us a bit about where Grayson is? Yeah, oh. Grayson like met this other like kind of cat and like first wasn't pleased, frankly, but has kind of gotten used to this kind of cat. And, you know tried to kill a kid and is just basically kind of going with the flow like has the idea that in the end of this they'll be able to take down some red vistani and maybe see the friends they made earlier but grayson's a cat so grayson's not that concerned about <laughs> other people you know they they're they're mad that they're that that the wizard that you know gave them life and made them sentient they're mad that that wizard was killed as far as every other mortal they've ever met you know they're uh, they're partially involved and just to make sure what's grayson's preferred pronouns they them grayson is, is uh currently female so uh she her yeah fantastic okay so let's do a bit of a recap there's loads that happened last season so i will do my best to be brief so as the sun sets in barovia we have gathered here once more with our books our wit and our dice to record curse of strad season four before our characters enter, let me set the stage for much happened last season, and Barovia is now entering a new age. Season 3 started in Valaki, where Strahd had summoned a deadly mist, turning anyone it touched into undead, and I guess he was probably royally pissed. Our heroes hid inside an inn, where they met a strange old man. Rictavio was the name he gave, and to defeat Strahd, he had a plan. Strad is cursed, he told them, to awake every hundred years and search for his resurrected love, only to return to sleep when she disappears. Rictavio's plan was simple. Just hasten her demise, then Strad would return to slumber and leave the valley, hopefully, unchastised. Our heroes were rightfully shocked, but before they could act, they heard the sound from outside because the inn was being attacked. The battle was long and hard, and they lay fallen and exhausted. Strahd rose above them, victorious and exalted. But Saf had a cunning plan. He staged a clever play, magically disguising himself as Irina. Enchanted, Strahd carried him away. Arriving in Castle Ravenloft, Saf quickly went to work, stealing treasure from Strahd's vault, then leaving with a smirk. Meanwhile, during the previous battle, Eric had jumped into Rictavio's chest and had been magically transported to a tower far out west. And there, lying upon the floor, he found Irina close to death. Eric stepped towards her, bent down, and took a breath. He breathed in again, then staggered with surprise. Something about the tower's anti-magic had returned him to life. He picked up Irina and staggered down the stair, and found the tower was in the centre of a lake with a stone causeway leading there. On the causeway was a wagon, on the centre of this road. Eric pulled open the door, not knowing that it was rigged to explode. 
<laughs> Meanwhile, our other heroes had left Falaki heading west. On the way, they saw a tower not far from the village of Kresk. They journeyed to this tower and there they found a dreadful sight. Poor Irina dead in a crater. So they buried her and headed off into the night. In Kresk they found many mysteries, glowing gems, dead sheep and more. Soon they did uncover a bloated monster and they were forced to go to war. This bloated and terrible creature was the scion of a long dead god held deep in an amber prison and he was an evil and vengeful sod. Somehow it escaped from prison by possessing a dead boy. The Lord of Flesh was its name, and to overthrow Strahd was its ploy. But Strahd arrived on a coal-black horse, and a mighty battle commenced. And when it was all over, Voron and Solvarax lay close to death. But death did not take them. Each faced a trial from their pasts. Both were victorious, and they fled from Kresk ever so fast. Meanwhile, Jackson Grayson were summoned by Strahd himself and were tasked to hunt down Voron and find Irina in any health. So now, dear friends, we gather at the start of season four. Many challenges lie ahead. So who would like to take the floor? That's what I lied about. I lied a lot to him about what we were going to do for him. <laughs> That's what I remember now. Yeah. Oh, yes, you <laughs> lied your ass about every single fucking so, thing. So that took me far too long. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. This is why we only we only play every three months because you got to write a fucking like... book of poems in between each game. So, who would like to take over? Where Where do you want to start? We'll have a crack at it, won't we? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so um, Voron and Sulvarax, you have just battled the horrors from your past, and you've been sent back to the material plane, or at least the demi-plane of dread, Barovia itself, by Sergei von Zarovich himself. He basically sacrificed the last of his life, or the last of his spirit power, to shield you from the Amber Temple while you break its grasp. You are both lying on a blackened circle. Around you, you can hear distant screams but nearby is complete silence. You look around you, you can see the tall trees and the houses of Kresk to your, probably to the west, no, it'd be to the east are the high walls of Kresk, to the sort of northwest is the the longhouse where the, the town gather. I think the last thing you'd heard was Sergei von Zarevich saying, get out, Strad is close. Um, Voron just sits up, just like gasping, just... <laughs> And immediately vomits because he gets a whiff of just the robes that he's been wearing all the time as a ghoul. And then casts prestidigitation on himself just to clean it all. <laughs> and then <laughs> rolls over looking for, for, for Solvarix. Is Solvarix near me or? I think you fell within 30 feet of each other. So you're not lying next to each other, but you're pretty close. Yeah. Okay. I'm looking around and I'm just like, Solvarix, Solvarix, are you here? Yes. Boberonis is I. Come. We must leave this place. I'm, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I just like sling the broom from under uh, from my back. Um, we might not be able to fly that fast, but we will still be able to fly. So uh, I would like to. Uh, I'll tell Savarix, uh, we, we we can get out of here. Let's. We gotta just. We gotta get out of the town. We can. We can. We can. We can plan from there then. But just let's get out of here now. And uh, I hop on the broom and fly over to Savarix. I start looking around for um, for the horses and the wagons that we left here last time. Did we have horses or wagons? 
We had one horse or a couple of horses and a wagon, at least two wagons, if I remember rightly. So right now you're pretty much in the center of the village or not far from the center of the village. You left the wagon that you had, the sort of covered wagon, being pulled by Warty the pig and um, back by the entrance. Back by the entrance? Yeah. Do you, uh, we, can, we, can, we, can, we can steal something outside the gate, just let's not stay in this town any longer than we have to, Silvarix. So Maybe Warty's um, still outside. Maybe you can ride Warty. And uh, I, I start quickening towards the gate which I assume is uh, kind of deserted by this point. As soon as you kind of leave the clearing, you notice there is a lot of commotion, but all of it seems to be coming from the north. Um, you can hear the sounds of shouting. You can hear, like, the occasional, like, scream or sob as if, you know, maybe some pretty terrible medical practices are being performed on injured people. From the south, give me a perception check. North of us. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. If you're both heading south together. Uh, do you want <clears> us <throat> to do that in roll 20, or can I use this? I, I don't mind. Perception. Just going to find it. Perception. I got uh, 11. I got 10. Okay, so from where you're at, you actually can't see the front gates. The, the, the way the houses and the trees are positioned, you can just about see where the wall is, but you actually can't see the front gates themselves. So you've no idea if there's going to be guards posted. Just to remind you, which you may not remember, there is actually a side gate which was hidden, which is how you know the the mayor and his son were heading. That's in right, I do remember that. Do did we leave Warty outside or inside? So what Warty was brought in, and there were sort of stabling facilities near the the front area. Near okay. The front gate. Hmm. All right, I go over to Solvarix. Let's go towards the gate. Um. I can help you sneak a horse or a pig out. I'm going to stay <laughs> off the side, but I will. I can make you invisible, basically. So when we get there, I'm going to turn you invisible. I'm going to fly over the wall. You're going to get whatever the hell you need to get out of the gate, okay? Great. And so we will, uh, I guess, stealth towards the uh, front gate. Okay, can I have um, whoever has the lowest stealth? Let's do it that way. Probably me. <laughs> So far, roll with disadvantage because his armor. So, so what's disadvantage? Should I roll twice? You roll and pick twice the lowest? And pick the lower. Yeah, I that's so. exactly right. Uh, and six. So I roll a six. <laughs> okay, so you start like making your way towards the towards the southern end of the village there is loads of cover, so you find you, you can actually keep yourself reasonably hidden, but you move past one of the houses maybe you kind of walk around the side between a house and a tree and you can hear your armor making clanging noises and you hear from the direction of the the, the gate tower the sound of three guards and one of them said hey did uh, did you hear anything and the other one mutters something let me uh, roll a quick perception check what did you roll for my stealth of six he rolled a natural 20. Oh my god. Um, I mean, that's not an auto success, but it certainly beats a six. And he shouts, Hey, you down there! What are you doing? We have you covered! At this point, am I invisible? No. No, I haven't done it yet. Okay. I'm just on my broom floating beside you. So in front of the, the gatehouse, there's like a clearing. And to the right of the gate, there's a, a large building, which you know to be the stables. To the left of the gate is a, is a smaller building, 
you're not sure what it is. It's just one floor. It has like a, a locked, sturdy door. And although it doesn't have windows, it has these leather covers. You're not entirely sure what that is. Then there's a staircase leading up to the walls where there's these three guards posted. And they seem to have these like long rifles and pikes. Okay, um, I whispered to Silverix, uh, I'm going to I'm going to distract them. I won't have time to cast, make you visible, but just let me do this. And I, I put my arms up in the air, and I start floating towards the guards. I'm like, look, we we <clears throat> we're, we're we're we work with Strad. He asked us to scout the area to make sure that no one else is around, no one got away. Okay, so we're just here to help. Um, unless you want to go talk to Strad, let us be about our business, and we'll be done. Okay, that sounds like a great thing. Can you give me a deception roll? See how convinced they are. Deception. Let's see. Um, you've got a thirteen to beat. Oh, I'm not good at rolling. Um, I got a nine. <laughs> okay, so he he looks down and says, "Ah, we have been told everyone's meant to be gathering in the center, where Strad wishes to make a a speech by, and he seems really unsure." And because obviously you've kind of been recognized by the the burgomaster and the burgomaster's husband. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I wouldn't. I was a ghoul. Oh shit! Yeah. So who are you? We, I, I don't recognize you. Stay there while we. I double hey. down on it. I'm like, surely you've met Rahadin, one of my folk. Do you really want to go and question Rahadin, Strad's right hand man? That sounds like an intimidate role. Hmm. <laughs> this is gonna go badly, <laughs> Aaron. I hope you're ready to either die or fight. I'm both. I'm prefer on uh, on fighting, but can I help you with your sort of intimidation role? Go for it. Like if you want to jump in, and I mean you have to role play it. it well, oh, I guess I'll have to go get Strat myself then. You wait here. What's your name? Uh, give me that intimidate role. So I roll a 13. (laughs) He seems really unsure. And the guy next to him goes, No, uh, you you stay there. Uh, I'll go get help. And he he starts to walk down. Uh, There's a sort of a staircase sort of parallel to the the wall. And he starts walking down it, still keeping his uh, his gun faced on UT. Okay, well, fuck it. I cast a Vard's Black Tentacles to get all of them. Okay. <laughs> um, so they all have to make a, I believe it's a dexterity save of 16, or else they are grappled and pummeled by uh, tentacles, as far as I'm aware. Okay, so um, we get a 12, a 3, and a 10. They all fail. So all failed. Um, and upon a failure, take 3d6 bludgeoning damage. So they take uh, 10, 13 damage each, and they're grappled, I think. Uh, okay, so so the 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 tentacles. What do you want to describe how they're grappled? What does this look like? What do your particular this version of the spell? I'm just I kind of roll my eyes and I just like just <laughs> take my staff off from from the other side of my back. I basically got like a double holster, one for the broom, one for the staff, and I just <laughs> take the staff <laughs> off and just like point it casually at the ground between them all, and it just starts like a bubbling kind of black, almost like tar, and then like rotted tentacles come up because everything in Strad's Barovia is just messed up. So they're like tentacles from octopuses, but they're rotted and you can see like just flesh dropping off of them and they just start lashing around the guys. Like 
arms and legs and just like, you know, one slaps one of them in the face and it's just like flesh falls off onto it. And also, like, these guys are, like, 50 foot up at the top of these walls. I mean, one of them had starting to come down the stairs, but these tentacles have kind of merged out of the walls themselves and have lifted them into the air. So they're, like, screaming and shouting. You actually can't hear anyone from behind you acting, at least not immediately, and there's no one nearby that seems to be acting either. I've seen too much hentai to know where this is going. And I just grab Warty and I start to. Uh, uh, I look at Sylvaris and start I'm like, to open yeah, the gate. We we got to we got to run. Uh, go get a horse. Get 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 the pig. We're getting out of here. Nice. Okay. So do you have a, a plan of where you're going? I would. This is like out of character, but I I would suggest Berez first, or just because um, actually no, I'll do it in character. Uh, Sylvaris, we 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 should go get that that sword. It, it's that I'm assuming it's the same sword that helped you mess up that that demon that we fought. Uh, I know where Irina's body is, so we can get that on the way back and hopefully just kill two birds with one stone and just arrive back here where we need to go <laughs> without being spotted. But for now, we need to get to cover because someone's going to want to find us after this. As I'm hurriedly mounting up on Warty, I turn to Boron and I'm like, yes, that was rather a nice toy, wasn't it? <laughs> I think that Strad would be afraid of it. So let's 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 get going. And I guess immediately out of Kresk, if 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 uh, Silverix is okay with it, we'll go south, just like to the nearest woods or cover or somewhere we can hide. Okay, I'm quite near Valaki. I mean, maybe like half a day's travel. You came across something called the Luna River Crossroads, um, and you took one direction, which took you eventually to Kresk. But there was a signpost that headed directly south that said Berez. But that is uh, almost two days travel away. Around a day's travel away were the Raven River crossroads. And that's where the turning is off to the tower, which is where you would find, well, where you may find Irina's body. It's where you buried Irina. And that's... They are along the um, same road, though. Yes, you'd come across the Raven River crossroads first, which is where the the tower is. And then another, another day, day and a half travel is where you would find the... The Luna River Crossroads, which is the direction to Perez. Okay. Let's let's switch the camera then back to Jackson <laughs> Grayson. So the meal is finished. Strad has made his deal, and he basically looks looks down at you both. Like he sat at this almost throne, which is where the Burgomistress was sat, and looks down at you and says, "A fair deal has been struck, and I expect a quick return." Now. I have business. Enjoy your meal, dear friends. You may leave now, and that I would enjoy. However, I have uh, an aide. Someone you may know, heading to Kresk right now. Rahedin, my chamberlain, has been given the same task as you. And he will help you, if you wish. If you wait till tomorrow... He will be here. Now I have business. And he stands up and strides. <laughs> like, I haven't seen the new Sabrina Teenage Witch, but you know the original one with it's a Melissa Lockhart? That You know, the little cat, that's how I imagine Grayson basically. Yeah, <laughs> yeah only like a couple parts Salem. of my body move yeah. and I'm always seated. Yeah. I'm, I'm upset you didn't know his name was Salem. No. 
He was. It's like literally twenty years ago. He was brilliant. He was yeah. just the snarkiest, most sarcastic guy. So, um, so Strad, uh, like, he returns the bow, and he seems a bit taken aback by your your manners and your sophistication, and he he appreciates it, uh, particularly Jacks. And then he he strides out, and as he's striding out, he goes, "Burgermistress, we have one more unfinished piece of business. Come, gather your crowds." and strides out. So I turn to other cat. Like, well, we have to leave because that was all oh, that was all a lie. Ah. That was a complete lie and we'll be killed. If Rahadin shows up, um, uh, we we'll, can't clearly uh, have his spies uh, on us. We uh, we should go. Uh, oh, oh, okay. Uh, very well. Uh, why did you lie? Oh, that's a, well, what can I tell you? Anything, please. Oh, sure. Basically, there's a vampire. Mm-hmm. He did not like these people I knew very much. Uh-huh. And that was him. And we made a deal that we were going to find a woman that we can't find. We, we will not be able to find her because I'm pretty sure um, she's dead. And we should leave quickly. So because will, if that's true... Just to very quickly interrupt. Grayson, yes. you do know where Irina's body is. Oh, I do. So I do know for a fact. Okay, you do you know exactly? You helped bury her. Well, you, you probably you sat nearby me. while right. someone else buried her. <laughs> Correct. I did none of the work. Wasn't very concerned. That's why I forgot. But yes, you're right. Now that I think about it, she is dead. I know where the body is. So and, we and should Strad go. said he's happy if she's oh. dead. Like he's, you know, he was resurrected. He's fine with that. <laughs> oh God. Okay. Uh, yes, that was my understanding as well. Her, her state of. What we do? I mean, I could. We Life could or death take, was not uh, important. I suppose we could take him to the body. We might, yes. Does it matter? I mean, he's just going to do it again, right? It doesn't matter. Just let's show him the body and we'll leave. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Or we could leave a note. Note. I, I, I don't think he'll, he'll appreciate it. What else would he possibly want? Leave a little note saying, hello, Strahd, body this way. And then perhaps leave a couple other notes. And that way it'll occupy him and then we can run away. So just to fill you in, what Strad's yes. asked for specifically is he wants Irina returned to him, dead yes. or alive, right. and he also wants the, his book, his The Tome of Strad, which he said is in the hands of the monster Voron. What the hell? Well, how does he possibly... Okay, well, we no. <laughs> we can't do that. There's no... I mean, maybe if we had the others. <laughs> but like, like, right now, this. me and Cat 2.0 cannot retrieve that re- retrieve that book for him take so my logic to is going to be 2.0. we're going to occupy him with his dead girlfriend that he's torturing for all of eternity apparently and we're going to get the hell out of here or at least look for the others so that we have a team again otherwise we're just dead hmm ah uh, yes I, I i am not pleased with having been put in this position by you yes but <laughs> we should probably go have your things Everything you need. Yes, well, uh, everything I own is on me. Can you fly? Uh, I, I cannot. C- can you? You're, you're, you're a cat. <sighs> that is unfortunate, because I can fly. As a cat. So, <laughs> it's like she considers just leaving for a second. It's like, <laughs> no, 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 don't do that. <laughs> and so she hops off the table and begins walking out with you. Uh, very well. Almost. Um, I will head for the door then. Okay, then I shall take to the air, and I will turn into a bat. This day just keeps getting weirder. It's like a little <laughs> cat to a little bat. Okay, so you'll you'll leave the door. 
Grayson, are you going to leave by the front door or are you going to leave through the rafters? Uh, well, I, I, I assumed we had walked out together, so I turned into a bat once I got outside. Okay. So yeah. as you kind of leave, you'll see the whole sort of village is is sprayed before you. Like, the village is dotted with trees, and so you can't really see across it. Um, it's lots of houses with quite a lot of distance between. But outside this main area is where they seem to have brought all the injured and the dead. Or at least that's where they were when you went in. As you're leaving, the those that can walk are walking towards, you know, the large clearing in the centre where this scaffold was. Um, those that are injured are being carried or dragged. And those that are dead are also being dragged. Are any of those that are dead or near dead are friends, the people we're looking for? Definitely not. There's loads, okay. loads of... Uh, you might recognize some of the people that you saw when you had dinner and when you've worked yeah. at Crest, like maybe one of the guards that you saved from that sort of saved from the house that was collapsing. Maybe saved. one of those yeah. is dead. <laughs> yeah. Don't uh, care. Okay. So I, so I care none of nothing about them whatsoever. I simply soar on ahead and I look for my friends. Okay. So you will rise above everyone yes. and you'll see yes. this um, to the South. In fact, let's have a perception check and it's eyes, not smell for Grayson. Excellent. Because you're really high up, I'm going yes. to give you advantage. Ooh, advantage on my perception check. And I haven't rolled. Okay, so my first one is a 14, and my second roll is a 16. Okay, so what you'll see is to the east is the, the gate, which is the two towers on either side of it. And what seems to be a, a black tentacle spell is just fading. Ah. as these guards are kind of flung everywhere but you can't see anything beyond that what you also see is Strad has gathered everyone in the center of this clearing there's a whole stream of people heading there there's probably about maybe 30 people there already but all the bodies are being piled up in the center where this scaffold was yeah and also in it's like a circle with a hole in the middle like an eye and the hole in the middle is where they've left the 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 bloated popped balloon corpse of the scion of the lord of flesh right so absolutely whatever we do don't go there is what you're saying right good okay we will not i will not go there and i will instead go to where uh clearly there was a battle that looks like a battle that would have been caused by the people i know so i shall fly there looking for them Okay, so Jax, you basically see Grayson flap into a, a bat, fly up, and then fly east. Um, particularly not being enamored of my new companion, who I just met, lied a shit ton, admitted he lied. Um, magical bat cat? Yeah, magical yeah. <laughs> bat cat. I'm going to... Stick around to observe uh, Strahd a little bit. And, and, and seeing this gathering, uh, seeing the wounded being pulled together, I'm, I'm going to move, rather than just, you know, shoot out of town with Grayson, I'm going to move to to observe um, the ritual that's being performed. I mean, I don't know, it could be a healing ritual. Could, maybe Strahd is, isn't the bad guy, and, and Grayson is, is the asshole. So... You head east, so you kind of make your way through the trees, and you'd probably follow the stragglers, the last few people marching through. 
and you see that they're all gathering in a circle. They're all wearing their white robes. You see that in the centre they've got this pile of dead bodies and in the centre of that is this popped balloon corpse. There's a circle of the older people and then round that is the next circle and then round that's the next circle and they all are watching and waiting. And Strahd is in the centre standing and again he seems to be waiting. Mm-hmm. And next to him is the Burgomistress. So what can I see? Um, I think right now you're just seeing the last few stragglers pushing their way through. Um, like you probably have to hang around for a few more minutes before anything starts. Okay, I'll do that. So the final person takes their place. Strad steps back and he makes a nod of acquiescence and pushes his way through the circle and he goes to stand right at the outside so and then you notice and you may or may not have noticed this before that there is a ring of broken standing stones which form the circumference of this circle one of them is much much bigger than the others and actually now that you look at it seems to be different from the others the others um all seem to be have you seen like a menia like the french menias they're kind of almost tear shaped um sharper Mm. at the top asterisks and obelisks carry them around um and they're like those but like half buried so only about maybe five foot high this one seems to be made out of like car not, not even carved rock just like it's like a boulder um it's like 10 foot high and it's not even really in the circle and he stands by that And the villagers start swaying back and forth. And they've got these these concentric circles and they're swaying opposite to each other. This is something they've obviously done before. So the middle circle go left and the next circle go right and the next circle go left. Um, And the burgomistress starts chanting. And it's a harsh, rasping tone. And she she continues for at least at least a minute. And you feel the ground shudder. Like there's not like an earthquake. You don't like lose your balance because the whole ground's shaked. You lose your balance because it's almost like like computer game lag. As in like you've pressed forward and then suddenly you go forward and then back. And it's a really weird sensation. And you just feel very, very off balance for a moment. And she 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 stops chanting and she says We have gathered here today. For our yearly ceremony. But our ruler, Strad himself, has said the choosing ceremony is over. And there's like a cheer and a shout. No one will sacrifice themselves today. Not you, not I, not our children, and not the refugees from Valaki. And she points in the direction of, uh, points west, where there's a few different buildings. Today, we once again increase our master's power with our sacrifice. And the corpse of the abomination who tried to destroy us all. And there's another kind of cheer. Come, Lend me your power. And then she starts 
chanting again and the others start chanting but at this time it's not rasping it's not visceral this is like a, a, a singing song it's very bright and cheerful and although you can't make any of the words um, the harmonies of the different people intertwine with each other and you kind of realize you've been stood staring at them and you don't know how long you've been staring at them but it is beginning to get dark Grayson, you head, I mean, you can go really fast, about 50 foot around. Yeah. So you head east. And double if I'm just flying, I suppose. Um, Oh, so, I mean, you're going to be there in like like a minute, not even that. Yeah. You're following the trail of destruction, the blackened trees and the burnt ground that the, the, the Siren of the Lord of the Flesh made with his or its passage. And you arrive at the epicenter, the, the area that the, the sheep um, were all sacrificed or eaten by this creature. It's a weird and, town, man. <laughs> not happened last episode. Yeah. <laughs> and and you, you arrive where you last saw Sorvarax and Voron, and there's no sign of their bodies. They are no longer there. There's also no sign of Jax either. Okay, okay. That's also bad. Uh, I t- turn back into a cat, and I'm going to like like sniff around. Like, can I smell them? Do I know where they went? Well, luckily for you, they didn't fly off. Because if they'd flown off, then there'd be no chance. Right. They they made it off by feet, and there is a very distinct smell from Voron's robes. Um, I used pestidigitation. Oh, you did. Oh, well, this, so you're going to have to make a roll. Otherwise, I okay. just said you're a cat. That's fine. But All it's right. a smell, so you can roll with advantage. Right. Okay. And I'm rolling, I'm assuming, survival? Uh, no, but this is a perception. Oh, nice. That's better. Okay, good. Um, if you'd prefer, you can do it as investigation. So perception would be almost detecting like the smell trail. Investigation would be more of a yeah. um, searching for the footprints and the clues that I'm, they've left. I'm actually, I'm, I'm doing cat stuff. So I'm trying to get that smell. So the first one is a 12 and the second one is a 23. You know exactly where they went and you'd say <laughs> you're I'm a probably... Sherlock hat. You're not even that far behind them. Like right. um, they're just they're, there. That's why the roll was so good. I'm sniffing around. I look up, and they're just standing like, there. You can like see like in the past. You can see their forms and like them. They're, they're moving like it's like going back in time. But rather yeah. than they're seeing their bodies, like their bodies are made of smell, like you know, a bright haze. Like I'd imagine Voron's like a bright orange, but he's yeah. like got this sort of horrible taint around him, which then disappears when he casts precipitation, right. and then. Just blue cheese is what he thinks of, basically. Good, but kind like no, bad. He's like an elf, so it'd be like foie gras or something like that. <laughs> or no, like acorns. Moss. <laughs> like, acorns and moss. He doesn't know that I'm, I'm actually <laughs> an elf. Um, and yeah, Silvarex would be that. I mean, there's a very distinct lizard snake smell that um, Scott talks about a lot in our two-headed serpent playthrough. Yep. I go after that. I got him. Okay. Um, there's, there's, there's no sign of Jax at all. Well, I know where Jax was going. There was two places to go. There was either after me, which he should have done, or to sneak into the town, which he's done. So he's a cat. He was curious. I'll find the others. We'll get Jax. We'll get the hell out of here. So you're going to be heading east directly. So you're going to go basically straight along the road in the direction they've gone and try and track them down. Yeah. Jax, let's just finish with you. So you kind of stir out of your reverie and you look out and the sky is dark and the ground is 
changing. The you feel your feet almost like sinking down as if it's no longer hard, no longer the kind of like the frozen, um, almost like permafrost beneath you. It's softer, almost like summer. Um, and you have this kind of whiff of a really kind of bright summer, like fresh compost. And then it begins to putrefy and you get this horrendous stench of rotting corpse. And you notice that in the center of the clearing, the corpses and the, the corpse of the, the monster that you were battling are beginning to sink down. And they sink lower and lower and lower, and then they disappear. And then there's a flash. And it's a like a dome um, of magical power which centers on Strad, like he's like almost in that circumference and it all launches into him and he stands up straighter and there's another flash or uh, a crash of thunder and I think that's where we're going to end this week's episode so thank you everyone for playing thank you everyone at home for listening um, I think I'd predicted everything that particularly Grayson and Jack could possibly have done other than being nice and rejoining the party i was like what the fuck <laughs> like, well we, i backed myself into a corner we made a deal we can't possibly you know carry through on and we're screwed as soon as rahad did get here so i had like a day to roll the dice and you know fix this i i, I love it it's great it's like finally we're gonna get some move along with the story it's gonna be amazing i was expecting like five episodes of p a tpk like pvp followed by dead characters it's like great okay thank you uh, anyway so uh if you want to find more of me uh my name is joe trey you can find me on twitter at hwr podcast um you can find me on the podcast discord there's links to that in the show notes we have a facebook page we have a reddit page as well which i do need to check on more and you can contact me by email at howwewerepodcast at gmail.com so, uh, niall thank you again so much for playing uh how can people get in touch with you anything you want to share uh, hey, I'm Niall. Um, yeah, if you want to get in touch with me, Discord is the best chance. Uh, I tried Twitter. I don't get it. I never will. Um, so, yeah, Discord. I'm usually active enough. I'll pop in every now and then and chat. <clears throat> Otherwise, that's all I really got going on right now. So, Fantastic. Uh, Dave, thank you again for playing. I, I, I can't wait to see where this goes. Hmm. Uh, how can people get in touch with you? Uh, as usual, I, I am available only on our lovely Discord because those people are lovely, unlike the general <laughs> internet, which seems to be full of assholes. Uh, so please come join us there. Uh, get involved in the community. There's DIY. We talk about miniatures. We talk about all kinds of cool stuff. And we talk about booze. Like this Havana Club 7 I'm drinking right now, which is gorgeous. So, yeah, come see us there. It's really, really cool. Like, it's almost become one of the, the hubs of our fan base. Like, we've got five or six hundred people in there now. It's super active. There's loads of different rooms. And if you want to, like, chat with loads of like-minded people, people who love the show, people who love RPGs, people who love all sorts of cool stuff, um, I'd definitely recommend checking it out. And uh, all of the, the cast hang out there, too. Um, Aaron, again, thank you so much for playing. How, pe how can people get in touch with you? touch with me on my uh, on my Twitter, which I've never fully understood and will continue to never fully understand. Um, that's HWR Aaron. Um, you can also go ahead and find me on the uh, How We Roll podcast Discord and just at, at me if you want to leave me a question and I will respond to you. 
Nice. And uh, last but not least, uh, Aaron, thank uh, Aram, thank you so much for joining us. How Thanks can people having. find out more of your stuff? <laughs> well, you can, you can find me. I'm really on Twitter. And for those of you who don't get Twitter, it's simple. Like, Twitter is the more evil version of you. For instance, if you meet me in person, from some of you have, I am Hufflepuff. If you meet me on Twitter, I am Slytherin. That is, that's all it is. <laughs> that's all you got to know. That is very much why I stay off Twitter. That's fair. That's fair. So if you want to find me, uh, I run two shows called God's Fall and Rise of the Demigods, and I'm running a bunch of live shows uh, since we're all stuck at home uh, on twitch.tv slash godsfall. And again, thank you so much for listening. We really do hope you enjoyed the show. If you want to hear more of what we do, you can find all of our Call of Cthulhu as well as our Dungeon Dragons on iTunes, Spotify, and pretty much everywhere you can find podcasts. Next week, we return to Two-Headed Serpent and Oklahoma, and we'll be returning in two weeks' time to Curse of Strahd. If you can't wait that long, you can find the next episodes and much, much more at patreon.com forward slash howwerollpodcast. For $5 a month, you get early access to all those episodes and some amazing secret Patreon-only content, including Call of Cthulhu scenarios, Cult Divinity Lost scenarios, and more, so do do check it out. Before we go, I want to say a huge thank you to all our patrons. You completely keep the show going. We couldn't do it without you. And we want to welcome our new patrons, uh, Eric Burke, Elliot Cooper, and Andrew Robbins. Thank you so, so much. Before we go, we also want to say a huge thank you to Battle Bards, who have provided many of the sound effects and music you've heard tonight. And we definitely, definitely want to check, uh, get, advise you to check them out at battlebards.com. And last, but by no means least, our partners over at Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms have a gold chest code just for how we're all listeners. All you need to do is enter the game and enter this code. L-I-P-E-B-E-N-T-B-R-A-S. That is right. Lipe Bent Brass. And on that note, thank you again for listening and we will see you next time. <laughs>